0: So, first of all, thanks to everyone who's here and not at dinner. Right? Good job, guys. We Good appreciate job. you guys either staying you're hungry late or being responsible and having already eaten. Nice work.
1: Or, or just drinking a lot of beer.
0: Damn right. I had ice cream with Josh. Yeah, we did. That's
1: great. Yeah. All right, so this is a panel called Breaking into Board Games. Am I right? Yeah? Somebody tell us what it looks yeah. as our panel is called. All right. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, our own experiences in getting jobs in the board game industry. Uh, I think all four of us are comfortably ensconced in full-time nerd industry things to some degree or another that are all game-related. You guys are nerds. Well, yeah. Thanks, Josh. (laughs) Josh is the board game bro. Yo, nice,
0: uh, nice little man bun back there. That's cool.
1: Yeah, so we're right. going to talk about like uh, the ways that we got to yeah. where we are and maybe give you guys some advice on the stuff that we thought was awesome <laughs> for ourselves and will hopefully maybe be awesome for you and also some of the stuff that we really wish that we had been Perhaps told before. Delicious to not uh fuck you Thor I'm trying to be serious here guys (laughs) do
0: you guys have any idea how hard it is
1: do you know how hard it is for me to be the serious one (laughs) (laughs) I'm enjoying it I I just
0: assumed you'd be off the rails already you're fine (laughs) (laughs) oh also real quick uh, we're gonna we're gonna cuss a lot are there any kids in here You're about to learn some words. Are you you 10? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So
1: seriously, so I just started teaching a game design course at the university, and uh, it was like literally 10 minutes. It was literally 10 minutes after class that I got my first uh, Twitter notification, (laughs) and I was like, "Uh uh-oh. I'm uh, a student. Hey. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was like, hey, this is a dude from your class. Your it's Twitter's real funny. You your like Twitter's real funny. And I was like,
2: oh no. <laughs> oh no. Should we introduce ourselves?
1: Yeah, we should. Let's start with uh, J. This is J.R. Honeycutt. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: Hello, everybody. My name is J.R. Honeycutt. I'm excited to be here with you today. I'm looking forward to telling you about my experience in the board game industry, tabletop industry in general, as well as some of the things that I've done. I'm also here to make sure that Matt doesn't punch anybody. Um, I've had success previously, but past success is not necessarily. As long as long designs. as Will Whedon doesn't show up, we're cool. That's cool. Right. <laughs> or Donald Trump, I that's guess. That's a little that's a little bit <laughs> Uh I am a professional game designer. I work for a company in Boston called Artana. I'm also a developer. I develop legacy games. Who's played Seafall or Pandemic Legacy or uh, has heard of legacy games? That's one of the things that I do. I also run a game review site. I do a gaming podcast. I do two Twitch shows, and I have my own Twitch channel for video games and board game content. Um, I also stream graphic design stuff and uh, basically creating prototypes for games. Active on Twitter and Facebook, and I'm happy to talk to anybody about anything most of the time. So, hello, I'm JR.
3: Hi. All
0: right, go ahead, Josh.
1: Oh, it's my turn man? Yeah, this is Josh Giffins. Tell us about yourself, besides being like one of the most
3: luscious men in gaming.
0: <laughs> I always forget about your hair, man. Yeah. Just,
3: I don't even. God. Okay. <laughs> it's, like, it's like straight up Norwegian. Yeah, basically. It is now. <laughs> my name is Josh Githens. Uh, previously, I owned a game store to sell board games. Um, been in the game industry quite a while. Worked at Toys R Us, worked for Hasbro, uh, opened my own store, and now I'm the sales director for Czech Games Edition. We make uh, Code Names and Zulkin and Galaxy Trucker, games you may have seen or heard of, so... I don't, my list is not near as long as everybody else's. Like, that's what I do, that's my job. So. I felt code names, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last year, everybody was just like, oh, that is code names. So I'm just the, the physical incarnation of the game code right. names. So you can just call me that. And I'll just... It's Code Josh, winner one. <laughs> yeah, I wore that shirt yesterday. <laughs> uh,
2: my name's Skadris Gunsmith. I come from Australia, as you might be able to tell. Uh, I run a video game, board game, uh, geek nightclub called Betabar. There in Melbourne, and I also make a game called Suddenly Drunk, which turns any game into a drinking game. So I drink a lot. <laughs> Wait, owning a bar is a. How-
0: we-, we should have just recorded your hotel room last night. Yeah, so this is literally. So, so through no. no
1: fault of uh, life. No, I um, blame yeah. him. The four of us also got hammered in Skaidrus' hotel room. Whoa, no Josh Sober Josh did not. <laughs> uh, somebody else was there, too, though, right? We, Am I right? Also, we promised this is relevant. Oh, Shane was there. That's It'll right. Uh, don't tell Shane, yeah, yeah, don't tell Shane that I said that. Uh, it all but the, this panel happened us. last night. We planned it really hard. Um, we, we made note, copious notes. JR's checking those on his phone right now, not Facebook. We did a Star Trek crew draft yesterday,
0: where we Sick. talked about how we pick our seven crew members for a five-year mission. If anybody has strong opinions about that, I'd like to hear them. So I'd, totally like to hear about,
1: I'd like to hear about your dinosaur D&D party. But yeah. that was more <laughs> interesting. Yeah. But, uh, right. Oh yeah, so I'm Matt Fantastic. I uh, I run Prettiest Princess Games, is like the thing that I talk about the most, but it's like by far the thing that makes me the least amount of money. Um, <laughs> I use that to put out like my own and other people's stupid bullshit, weird games uh, some of them are very high minded about like divorce and yeah, you know killing kids while you're trying to bomb the enemy and stuff really? uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah grim yeah. stuff uh, I own a game cafe and uh, that's Elm City games in New Haven um, I uh, do a lot of manufacturing consulting I was a founding partner of a company that I don't want to talk about <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs>
0: It's true. It's true. Are you saying that if you talked about it, you wouldn't be PC?
1: <laughs> no, I mean whatever. He's just a fucking dickhead. who was me, thirty grand. Yeah, um, <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, So yeah, I, uh, I just, uh, I just am uh, brought on as creative director of a company called Vice Games. Um, that you're going to start seeing stuff about more. We're, they kind of we did a little starting sort of stuff, but we're making uh, adult games uh, for like the adult market as well as the hobby market. So we got stuff called like Glory Hole and money shot. And, uh, hey, can I just verify a
0: text that my wife literally just sent me?
3: It's about being famous and a banker. This is
0: in all caps. This says oh my gosh, they, just, they have mixed doubles curling. Go into the Olympics 2018. Lots of exclamation points. We could be Olympians. Lots of exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: as important as her watching the live stream of her husband talking about let me tell you on a list of two
0: million things can
3: you let that man? my wife would watch
0: <laughs> this is not honest she would literally rather watch this table without people at it so
3: so
1: so
0: i told i told trish
3: Matt, I, I are you done talking
0: about what you do I probably
1: that's so okay. I was just going to say that I as as the boss of Elm City Games or the second boss of Elm City Games I think I'm making them live stream it on one of the TVs. Oh great. Right. Like they are City, City Games. Yeah, yeah, so uh, Yeah, clean up your fucking magic trash guys. Right. <laughs> uh, so right. um I think that uh what's most interesting to some people is uh, the weird paths that we took to get here. So what I want to, uh, I want to start with this, is I want each of us to say, um, we may not need to name the names of these specific companies, but I want us to talk about the thing that we always leave off our lengthy resumes in the industry. Like what is the thing that we're just like, man, I I did this thing and it, it, I don't tell anybody that I did that thing unless
0: they know I mean, that I did that thing. I've got, a, I've got a really good one. Should I go last?
1: Yeah, well, no, let's have Jay... We'll, go ahead, Jay. We'll, okay. do you want me so, to I talk too much. No, That's you talk it. a lot.
0: In a previous... Uh, I'm hosting you, fucker. This is... <laughs> yeah, you're doing a great job. Thanks, Dad. Alright. Um, in a previous job, I was a community manager, uh, like this guy right here. What's so, up? And I traveled regularly to various conventions and such, and the farthest that I ever went for a convention was to Essen, Germany, for skill Talk at Essen. You heard? You guys heard of that? Yeah. yeah. Got three Germans in the crowd. Yeah,
1: what's up, <laughs> latecomers? Super psyched you're here. Yeah, oh, okay. you
0: did it. All right, Oh, I curse a lot, Chip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, oh fuck. <laughs> 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 hey guys, just a heads up. There is profanity in this panel, so just you know, yeah. just be aware of that. It's dangerous to go alone. Right. Take this. <laughs> All right, uh, I was in Germany. Yeah, like, I traveled to Germany, a dildo, <laughs> which, which is not <laughs> worth <working. laughs> it. It's dangerous. It's dangerous to go alone. I, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell my story that you literally just asked me to tell. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we were building on your joke. We were we, we were were paid we a lot were, of we money were riffing. to see this. We were riffing. All right, great. Yeah, rip away,
0: Jimi Hendrix. All right, let's um, get a good joke. Slow down there, you <laughs> I feel like Germany Finish your travel story Traveled to Germany And uh, I get there And my boss We were laying in bed together Because this is Germany And our hotel room Has one bed in it uh, Josh found out about this Almost immediately After it happened I was there Not uh, in the room, not <laughs> in the room.
2: <laughs> Yeah no
1: I, re- I remember this dark day yeah. Yeah. So Sharing a
0: hotel room And uh, in the same bed And it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm gonna double My And my, my boss this is, Just imagine this scene all right? Two grown men Was he wearing a hat? He was not wearing his hat, actually. Um, And he turns the light off and he rolls over very intimately and says to me, JR,
3: I have to lay you off. And JR said, I didn't know we were friends like that. I know, right? And and I say to him,
0: well, that's uh, unexpected. He's like, and I, I mean, I can't pay you for this weekend, and you can't expense anything while you're here. And I was like, oh, do you mean like my plane ticket back to the United States of America? Where I live? Right, and uh, also, could you not have told me this 48 hours ago when I was in the United States of America where I live? Um, so that was an interesting trip. The next statement was, but don't worry about it, I still need you to go promote our stuff while you're here. And, and I, w- I was like, yes, that is that is likely. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredibly likely to happen. So that is how I got laid off at the world's largest board game convention while laying in bed with my boss.
1: Also, also just just to be clear, because I I want to make sure that we're we're not doing this to like shit on the people that we're talking about. This Correct. is really just this is more an
0: informative yeah. like no name like this, this is just one well, weird. Even, ass even thing if you figure out who
1: it is, it's not that these necessarily these people right. are like awful and we're mad about it. It's right. more just like these are the tribulations of Correct. trying to like right. do things like real stuff better. happens. Right. Yeah, like Basically. it sucks right. sometimes. Real like, like he and I are still
0: great. friends. <laughs> We're fine, right? We still share beds regularly. It's no problem.
3: <laughs> uh, Josh, what do you got for us? I, I don't... I mean, the only thing I guess I can talk about is I work for a company for a short time between my time working with uh, a much larger company that owns half the free board gaming world and my job now. Uh, so the company that I work for, there was a lengthy interview process to be basically brand manager. And I made it to the final two or three people or whatever. And instead of just choosing one of us to be the brand manager, continuing with the team like they had, they created a whole new uh, position for me because they they wanted me to come on board, they liked what I did, I was friends with people at the company, so I became the, uh, the sales and marketing director for this major, major collectible card game that you have all heard of, maybe. Maybe all of you haven't heard of it. It's, we'll get into that in a second. You say that it's magical? No, it's not magical. Okay. This game is not magical. All right. Um, <laughs> So, after being there for about six or eight months, we were trying to decide what we were gonna do with, with the game. What are we gonna do with this card game? How are we gonna invigorate new life to it? How are we gonna grow it? How are we gonna market it? How are we gonna brand it? How am I gonna sell more of it? Because I love selling things, by the way. Um, so, we kind of came up with some ideas and did some stuff, and I had this great idea, and then um, a couple months later, like two weeks before Gamma, which is another giant industry show in the U.S., my timing was actually more fortunate than JR's because mine was like <laughs> you two didn't get laid
0: off across the world.
3: And no, then, no, mine was like two weeks before this major thing where I could go talk to all my friends and maybe find another job in the industry. They're like, um, "We're going to go with that position that we created for you. We're getting rid of that, so you don't work here anymore, basically."
0: And, and in your T-shirt,
3: yeah. <laughs> and we're going to take the, the, the brand in another direction. And then I found out about six months later the world's giant conglomeration bought the ip that i was working on and they are going to do with the game what i suggested we do with the game which is pretty cool for me because it's like oh i had a great idea we just weren't able to implement it so it sucked that i got laid off i really like working at the company but again it was like just kind of out of the blue kind of like jr's thing like business decisions have to be made sometimes and it sucks and like we're still friends i still talk to everybody at the, that old company and like Sometimes See, an an that was so good that it was so it was so good they had to sell it to a bigger company. Right. <laughs> to implement this idea. My idea was too big.
1: Uh cadres. You no. probably have none, because you're just
2: a successful dude. That one well, time he drank
3: I mean, fosters. No, no,
2: no. <laughs> <laughs> you say successful dude, but I'll I'll put it this way. I'm I'm the baby of the group here. I only really have one title that I've put out, but let's put it this way, my biggest sort of failing is doing board games and car games is that I didn't get into it soon enough. I mean, I've essentially been unemployed and below the poverty line almost my entire life, Um, and only in the past two years did I manage to, through crowdfunding, thank God, I managed to uh, start this bar thing that I do, and uh, six months after that, Crowdfunded again for so suddenly drunk and Wait, who who did you crowdfund with? I don't even remember at this point. <laughs> I think it was Indiegogo. It was <laughs> yeah, Indiegogo, Indiegogo, right? Indiegogo once,
1: and you made the Indiegogo. most money on
2: Indiegogo and did the best, probably. No. Just a winner, bro. <laughs> uh, but no, but um, and then now I'm here and go around to all and fly around and stuff and life's much a luck better than what it was.
1: Yo, seriously though, I just want to comment on how fucking hard it must be for all of you to want to stay in here when that door opens and it sounds like space adventures happening. Because <laughs>
0: right. Right <outside laughs> so no, I'm just, just like, like oh shit, I want to see. Games. What's that? <laughs> let's listen to there's <laughs> nerds and playing Jackbox games. <What's that? laughs> yo, their really their shit's real good, actually. Jackbox games. Yeah, oh, they're,
1: they're great. But really
2: out there, so there, like, yo, you, like, you guys should just leave right now. Also, okay, no,
1: no, Get
2: through the crowd. I want to let y'all know. we, we literally, just, were not even we're talking crazy. about the topic so we
0: would understand. we were totally talking about the topic. Exactly. <laughs> we went to Skate Hotel Room last night and he was like, hey guys, mates, hey blokes. I went and I bought a bunch of candy from your weird American stores. Oh, right. And he had chili covered gummy bears that were called gummies and blood. Yeah, they were pretty. <laughs> that had a fork
2: that came with them because you couldn't touch them. They were tweezers. Yeah. Yeah. tweezers. It was
1: like gummy tweezers. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I woke up tasting that in the back of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> right, Matt, what's your weird story.
1: So my my story is uh, yeah. I was hired. In. And, yeah. So I was, I was hired by this company, and uh, it was real real cool. And uh, myself, it, we myself and another person were the first like outside hires. It was like uh, you know like a brother or family kind of thing. And uh, myself and this other dude were the first kind of like outside hires. The company was really expanding, and they needed to, like bring people on to, to handle a bunch of stuff and uh so we we flew out to uh vancouver not quite as far as uh as in germany although actually almost as far from me and similarly different country um because i'm like right by new york and uh get there. We're there for like 10 days, fucking doing all this stuff, like learning, you know, the systems and all that. And it's going great. And we're like going out drinking and, you know, having just like a fucking great time. Like both of us were like, how are we so lucky that this is, this is our lives? Like, you know, it was the, kind of the first real kind of career job that I had, you know, I had done like some bullshit here and there, but like, it was the first thing where I was like, Oh shit, like this pays the bills like by itself. Like this is, this is a grown up job. And, uh, went really great, shit was super cool, we were like, started doing work when we were there, like kinda, you know, doing all the things, and then, uh, you know, we, we you know, have this meeting before we go, and everybody's super cool, and it's like, yeah, yeah, here's all these plans, we're gonna do all this great shit, and then, uh, like, three days later, after I get home, we have like, oh, it's, you know, you're gonna have like a video meeting, whatever, and I'm told that like, well, actually, actually, we don't, we don't actually need to hire you right now, and uh, that, was, that was not great. That's not as bad as getting laid off in Germany in bed. But you're in possible. bed. No, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I said, I said, I was not quite as far. Yeah, it's not a uh, competition. I will say, however, I will say, however, that the the yours is like a lengthier thing, whereas mine was just like I was the most excited probably like ever. It yeah. was like it was like I opened a bike for Christmas, and then actually yeah. it was like made of razor blades. For, and, <laughs> and so I mean, I flew to Germany to get that. Yeah. Well, no, you like you just like you know had a, a long term relationship. Yeah. And then you know whoever it was, it was literally it was, it was exactly actually breaking up with a girlfriend. Can we, it was actually exactly a team like that. Can we just
3: agree they were both bad? Yeah, and keep going.
1: J no. R always okay. make it a contest. I always. How many no. push? We're gonna have a push-up contest yes. at the end of this panel. Yeah, yeah. You do push-ups,
0: and I'll get all these guys to do one each. We'll see who wins. <laughs> probably, probably me. Oh, what's up, gamers? <laughs> all right, cool. Can we do like uh, Can we do like one piece of advice, for people? How many? Yeah, I mean, we don't need really, to like with stick with this like it, right.
1: individual format. I just, I had, I took like one note when I was walking over here, yeah, smoking a joint, right? <laughs> and it was, I'm gonna ask this question. It's gonna be a real good question. Yeah, I'm like the fucking Larry King of. Yeah, you're killing a shitty it. Shitty board game journalism. <laughs> you're, you're tapped out now?
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right, so, so go ahead. Yo, yep. Who's going to the Royal Rumble on Sunday?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Goldberg. I'm so excited. Me and Josh got ice cream today at 4 o'clock. It's all either one of us is eating today. Yeah. Uh, we watched Goldberg beat Brock Lesnar at, at uh, SummerSlam. It was
3: pretty good. I, 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 ate, I ate
1: some yeah. coffee and wheat.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: You ate it? So, so and, and some beer. So back right. to them. You asked about the yeah, no, and what they want to do. I asked that question.
0: A bunch of you guys who want to work in tabletop gaming, how many of you are game designers? How many of you are graphic designers? How many of you are Oh hey Danny? How many of you are artists? Yeah? You guys, y'all are the real heroes. Don't undercharge for your work. Don't undercharge for your work, don't do shit for free for exposure, charge. You are a human being, charge for your work. Also,
1: also, also this is a thing that I am personally really invested in, and I'm not a big enough deal to make a real big deal out of it, but I'm trying to convince other people that this is the way it should be, and that is that uh, visual designers are just as important to the success or failure fuck. of a game project yes. as uh, like the game mechanical designer, fuck, yes. and so it's really fucked that you guys get hired, like work for hire, and we just like pay you yeah. off of, like, yo oh, 75 bucks for this thing, and like you made the fucking game. Like, right. you you know like you should be getting royalties like push for that like same same structure or whatever whatever the structure is ask what the compensation structure is for the designers. And if you're doing the entire artwork for the right. game, obviously there's like a piece by piece, if you're doing piecemeal it gets complicated, but but overall if you're doing the entire visual presentation of the game and then there's a mechanical presentation like you should be getting a similar,
0: if not the, exactly the same, compensation situation for that. The market for graphic design undervalues how hard it is to pick a font, basically. <laughs> Four glasses. It it's very good. Difficult. Thank you. <laughs> that's right. Uh, cool. So we're gonna do Q and A here in a few minutes. We're gonna do it at seven thirty. This panel goes till eight, right? Seven thirty. Damn, that's a lot of Q and A. Yeah, man. All right.
1: Big advice. Like, so I got. I got There's a big a advice that, that I that I think all of us can can speak to. Yep. Is. Um, the best, absolute best, best thing you can do to help your career is to volunteer for companies, mm-hmm. to go to conventions and volunteer for other companies, because once you are seen like showing up on time and carrying boxes and being helpful and like doing whatever shitty job it is that you have, although a lot of times it's super fun, you're just teaching people games and having a good time, mm-hmm. and then maybe you're helping clean up the booth or something, um, they see that you work hard, they see that you are able to talk to people. You're like, all these qualities that, that make it so difficult to assess who is and isn't worth hiring or, or, or worth doing work with. And, uh, you know, because they assess who,
0: who is and who is
1: not cleaning up their booth currently. Yeah. They're thinking about hiring. Yeah, no, exactly. And you yeah. get to meet people. You're hanging out with the booth. Other people stop by the booth. Other industry people. Like, you get to become a person that somebody knows. I think um, all of us, except maybe Skadris, uh, had our starts, like, volunteering for people. And, like, volunteering for companies has been hugely Good for us, yeah, I just, right? But it's begged. It's, it's not a started. Right. Right. It's cool. What's that? It's, it's not a right. started, but it's cool. Oh, really? Am I the only one? Well, no, no, no I did
2: it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fine. Like yeah. I feel like
3: I was so the main. I was the, I was the main show guy. So it was awesome. Went everywhere. It's super cool. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> but seriously, like you just
1: go volunteer for companies. Companies are always looking for shit. Like there's always opportunities. <laughs> how am I the serious one?
2: You fucking. I'm super
1: cool. <laughs> I'm real cool
3: do Sorry. Go, Codenames. So, so <laughs> dovetailing on kind of what they said, because volunteer thi- one. Well, and this is something that J and R t- J and I talked about when we were on our way to get ice cream. In case you didn't know. Hot, uh, Sunday?
1: hot, hot
0: Sunday? Wait, was that before or after you guys got
1: steaks without me? Yeah, yeah no That knows. was
3: after. That was
0: today. Steaks we to without me. Chris is. last night. I spent my whole weekend food budget on one beautiful 16-ounce New York strip, Yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> I'm going to be hungry for a long time, but I'm going to sate myself on the memory of that sweet, succulent, <laughs> succulent <laughs> steak. So, if you would like to buy yourself steaks at Ruth's Chris... <laughs> I recommend the New York Strip, medium rare, as the chef prefers.
2: Stop talking. Medium rare is a good choice. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll give my little. Stop. I'll give my little bit of advice. <laughs> if, if there's one thing, if there's one thing I can say about if you're going to self-publish a game, especially if you're going to do it over uh, crowdfunding or something, go with Indiegogo. It's go with Indiegogo, of course. Um, but when you're coming up with the idea of making a game, going cool, I'm going to make this game. I'm going to get this money. With that money, I can then, you know create it, and send it to those backers and maybe get some extra stock. That's not the end of the journey there, and you need to really prepare yourself for what happens after, if it's actually successfully funded, because what happened to me is I made it like, cool, yeah, like, all my friends and stuff now have this, and, you know, I'll put a little online store, and I'll send some things out here and there. My job became a postal delivery person, and that's not what I wanted to do. I didn't want to after making a game, then spend my entire time just like answering emails about people wondering why their game hasn't arrived after a week for in Russia while I'm in Australia. Like, I've got better things to do with my time than answer things like that. Um, so, um, so, wait, wait, wait. Super Hold on, on Josh has a, yeah, a thing.
3: Josh has a thing. Right? So, 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 so before anybody gets, gets to buying steak and ice cream and IndieGoGo and all that stuff, uh, we asked the question: How many were graphic designers? How many were artists? How many were game designers? I think it's important to ask yourself. What do you want to do in the game industry? There are so many different avenues to get in, and maybe a graphic designer may or may not want to volunteer at a booth. Somebody that wants to design a game may or may not want to volunteer at a booth. Like There are many, many paths to entry. I, I still think it's good. I I'm, I'm it's not good. saying it's bad, but I think understanding what it is you want to do in the industry is just as important because a graphic designer may not want to design a game to be on Indiegogo, so this advice for, for some things is not applicable to everybody.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like uh, the thing is that like nobody volunteers at a booth because they like showing up early and moving boxes. Like, oh, I don't want that to be my job. Like, that's well, my career. But like showing up and doing that gets you the, the foot in, right? If you're just sending portfolios, how many fucking people email you about like, hey, I have this great game, I have this great game, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, and you're like, who the fuck are any of you, right? Whereas if somebody had volunteered for you... I replied to anyone. And, any and it's like, like, hey... Well, I'm not saying you don't reply, but it's just like, if somebody's like, hey, Josh, like, you've known me for a couple years, I've been volunteering... Yeah, and again, like, I'm not saying it's
3: it's not worthwhile. worthwhile. I'm just saying that that might not be the path that everybody wants to take. So there are there are multiple entries. It is valuable. It will add to your, your credit or whatever. But it's not a one-size-fits-all. And sometimes... Just submitting your portfolio is enough. We've hired tons of artists just off of portfolio submission, and sometimes people just don't know. Just send your stuff in. Just ask, and you might get it. You might not. The other things will add to it. So if somebody's been working with me for a year or two it shows, like, oh, I'm working on a design or I do some graphic work or I do this other thing, and then they submit it to me. It's like any other industry. Our industry is actually very, very small. Pretty much everybody knows everybody else at every company.
0: Like the whole industry is watching this show live on Facebook right now. All all twenty-seven of us, right?
2: (laughs)
3: Um, So there, there are a lot of people that will submit stuff to us, and we may not want it. But I know somebody else that's looking for an artist or designer, or they they're looking for somebody to work on development or something that I'll I'll pass that information along to. So that's it's always worthwhile. Is what I'm saying To do the other stuff as well And it's not always Get your thing on Kickstarter And hope you make a game Because that's That's not the thing Everybody wants to do In the game industry I
1: know And I think that's I think that's really true Because a lot of people uh, I think there's this conception That like Oh my god Like I could never make a living In the game industry And it's like That's fucking bullshit Because the industry Did over a billion dollars Last year Right Like You might not make a living Being Eric Lang like, cool. How many of you know who Eric Lang is? Like, deal with that, right? No. Good job, guys. Um, well, fine. You might, whatever. Like, no, that's just fucking new he expected. Hey, you want to work in the board game industry? Learn the fuck who Eric Lang is, guys. Like, Truth. get your shit together. Um, like, and, and, but really, it's like people look at these things and it's like, I want to be doing the thing that someone who has been doing this for 20 years is doing. And it's like, well, like, that's a great long term goal, but you know what? Like, maybe you're fucking doing mail.
0: You know what Eric Lane did at first? Year. Eric Lane volunteered at <laughs> yeah. the, the Hasbro booth for Watsi or whatever back when it was before it was Hasbro. Yeah, no, the exactly. exactly. And it's yeah. like you,
1: you, you, you kind of make it happen and you, you kind of, you may have a long-term goal, but like just getting that foot in the door. I mean, that's why I like the volunteering thing so much mm-hmm. is that it's, it's getting your foot in the door, getting a job. There's like, there's so many jobs. There's people that are doing all kinds of shit. Like there are people that are in their warehouse managers. Mm-hmm that work for game companies and it's like yeah it's not the most glamorous exciting thing but maybe that helps you Go somewhere else. Or maybe you just get to work in a fucking cooler warehouse than usual and you get free games. it's a
0: dope warehouse, it's inside of it. Yeah, maybe,
1: <laughs> like it's just it's just the, the most glamorous jobs are not there's not like there's not a bunch of people, right? Like everybody wants to be fucking Michael Jordan. Well yeah, Jordan like, you can also be he could also be the dude who like, you know, brings them Gatorade. And be that's still pretty
3: cool and that, and that was kinda of my point to decide what you want to be in the game industry. Like maybe you want to open a store, that's in the game industry. Maybe you want to work for a publisher, that's in the game industry. Maybe you want to work for a distributor, that's In the game industry. Maybe you want to work for PAX or one of these other companies that are associated with it. So figure out what it is you want to do. Because not every, I think the misconception that I often see with these panels is I want to be in the game industry and it seems to be tailored for the designer portion Mm
2: -hmm. and not
3: necessarily the other portions. And all of the other portions are just as valid if you want to be in the game industry. Yeah. Probably Uh, easier jobs to get to. Yeah. Like like, if you have a hundred jobs you can do accounting, I can (laughs) get you a hundred jobs in the game industry. Right.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna answer this question real fast. Yeah, go. Learn learn international International
1: logistics (laughs) would be be a really- Yeah, supply chain management
0: is in dire need, for real. Figure out supply chain management. Um, All right, so we're gonna do questions here in just a minute. If you guys have questions, please walk up to the microphone and line up. Go I the JR took control, that was just like... No, I'm just gonna, you're gonna forget. Do it. You're just gonna ask them if they have any beer. <laughs> do you guys have beer? Yes, if anyone
1: has beer, beer, let's, uh, let's... one yeah, let yeah, the two those. guys. I mean, like, physically right now, if you bring me a beer, that would be great. Right, right. Don't you um, raise okay. your hand if you can't do that. Like, we all have beer, like, in a theoretical sense.
0: I'm gonna literally <laughs> ask, answer the question you just asked me. Go okay, for it. Yeah. I'm going to do it again. Do it. All right. Uh, two things I want to say. First off, work is still work. Jobs are still jobs. You're never going to find a job in the gaming industry that makes you have a dis-euphoric response all the time. I love making games. Some days I wake up and I hate making games. Josh's life is better because Josh just answered the phone and says, you want 20,000 code names? Great. And pushes the button on the computer and up <laughs> the phone. But you know what? Sometimes Josh doesn't want to answer the phone because Josh is walking like Naruto on Netflix or playing a video game. I want watch oh, That's weird. <laughs> right. Maybe Josh is enjoying some ice cream on the beach there in the middle of Tahiti and his phone rings Better. and he's like I got bad reception I don't want to deal with that right now but he has to because he has to sell a hundred thousand more code names to somebody right? all I'm just, saying just is work is hard right <laughs> work is hard anyways uh, things I want to say how many of you artists designers graphic designers cetera, consider yourself creatives like you're creating content Okay, there are fewer hands raised currently than the number of people who previously answered one of those three things. If you don't think you're those things, you are those things, and you need to now immediately, if your goal is to be in the industry, um, you need to create measurable and reachable goals for yourself. As a content creator, you should be creating the content that you enjoy creating, that you think you're good at, as often as possible in ways that are as visible as possible, which is part of why it's important to go to conventions. You wanna do things where you're visible in a very short period that people might remember, right? this panel is all or this, this event is all about streaming games, right? Stream through YouTube, stream through Twitch, stream through Facebook. As you're creating content, make people aware of the way that you're doing it. The way that I got into this industry was by creating a social group and then creating content. Video content, text content, streaming content. Um, and I got enough people to like recognize my face and name that they were like, oh hey man, do you want to like do a job for me? And I was like, no, bro, no. But yeah, I do need to pay my rent, so let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's real,
3: right, Joe? So speaking of... Speaking yeah. of like, I don't uh, want to, of, but I need to.
1: Dumb <laughs> shit that you can do. Like, so oh, me no. and JR <laughs> and our friend Brian made this game. There you go. And- uh, it is a one-card game. It's called Hey, Girl, Hey. And, uh, you know, we're just, like, I printed a bunch, and we're giving them out at the show, right. and it's a stupid, fun little thing, and, you know, you're, but it shows people that we're, like, doing stuff. It right? is a like, game
0: that makes fun of the entire concept of pickup lines and encourages people to create safe spaces and conversations with new people with each other. For context, we're not misogynists. So, yeah, I'm not a misogynist. No, no, no we it. actually struggled. This is a whole other we, topic. We had really we, hard we, meetings we, we, about how to make this game.
1: We struggled, yeah, like, we wanted to make sure that it was it was yeah, the way Back on the rails. Let's take our um, first question. This yeah. is on the rails. This is on the rails. <laughs> the, 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 the idea is no. Here's the thing: is you might have. To, who here has like a really fucking sweet idea for a game or an art piece or something like that? Right? Like a yeah, whole fucking. There are how more hands
0: you, now than there were before. How many? <laughs> of you, how many? How That's many, how inspiring you, we are. How many right. of yeah. you are in the process <laughs> of making on. that really
1: fucking sweet thing? That's like less hands. That's even more hands. No, that was less that's hands. Fewer, fewer hands. Maybe you don't know what more here's 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 two hands. Here's the thing, the like it's like a really dumb idea that's actually executed and being handed out and like right. seeing, <laughs> seeing stuff and being done. Right. Make is, something is a million times better than like, oh, I have a fucking I'm gonna kill magic. Or like I'm gonna, you know, like, I got this great idea.
0: <laughs> like, you know, like that's cool. Like maybe you are, but like until you fucking make it, you ain't doing shit. And right. you haven't done shit. And by the way, you're not killing magic unless you have a four hundred million dollar advertising budget. And if you do, uh Come up here and meet me after the panel, because <laughs> I have a game jam idea. Kill magic.
1: <laughs> uh, real quick, before we move to questions, I'm going to plug Role Playing Public Radio. This dude gave me a card. He is recording our panel Ooh, and so is this putting guy? it out on the
0: internet. I should say. Uh, can you read that name again? That is Role Playing Public Radio. I got to say, if I'm going to listen to public radio and I want to hear about role playing, I'm going to listen to Role Playing Public Radio.
3: It's my number one AM station. Absolutely. Role Playing right? Public Radio. 1880
0: AM. Public Radio. Roll play.
3: <laughs> Roll for crit. <laughs> 1920
0: radio. That's right, 1920 radio. 20 plus one. All
3: right, first question. Go. Hey, uh, Thank you. you uh, say you got your game written down. You got the rules, everything right. Uh, physically, you don't have it uh, built or made or anything like
1: that. You then you ain't got shit because you need to play test it. Incorrect. <laughs> Sorry, I'm <Okay>. a dig. <laughs> you
3: don't
0: have to be physical. That was very really
1: useful. After
3: it. you got it all, you know, done, you know, on paper, who <laughs> do you reach out to to literally have it created?
0: You, like, you, yeah, you. you. Know that. They're
1: called markers and paper. Yeah, no cards. Yeah, just like make pieces it pieces from you. other games and shit. So then you reach out to the publisher.
0: No, no, no. You, you're you're
3: literally, you make it.
0: Like, go back to your house, draw and draw it, note cut it, and some everything. Yeah. I
3: can't- I can't tell you how many games I've played of, like, Antrimboza's and, and everybody's that's just stuff written on paper. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I have a notebook that is just me writing stuff down, cutting it up, and being like, this is a game, yeah. now let's play it. I've sold many games that were blank pen on cards when I showed them to a publisher it's like hey I made this and they're like boy I bet this would be really cool if it had art and better design and I was like I agree (laughs)
3: let us do it yeah the other other thing to keep in mind and not saying your process is wrong but the way that I think I can't imagine having a rule set down without having the physical components to put them in motion so there needs to be something that you are manipulating whether it's card stock or index cards or playing cards or stuff taken from other games but get something physical that you can play and that you can show your friends and Mm. you can start to work with the other piece will fall in place but before you reach out to do final art or production like you gotta make it yeah. y- you just have
0: to specifically the reason that's true um, from a development standpoint is that um, it's very I don't want to say that, I'm not going to say that. easy I'm sorry it is a different process to create a game in your mind and write it down on paper that that process prevents you from finding the weak points in your design because you'll never discover something that you didn't already know existed inside design what you're creating the moment you start creating a physical prototype you will realize there are physical issues with the information presentation where things go on a table. And as soon as you start thinking about how these things interact in physical space, which is important, because this is a tabletop game, right? Uh, you'll realize immediately there are conflicts and challenges, additional space and room for design. Um, You have to do this work. It is the most critical work. Like People ask me what's the most important part about designing a game, and it's it's making the thing. Until you do that, you're not there yet. And then you get there and you'll be like, damn, I'm way farther away than I thought, which is great, because eventually you'll have a good game.
1: The other really important tip is that uh, don't put a lot of effort into these prototypes until you're way, way further down the process. Yeah, yeah, like, don't buy nice game cards. You're going to change things, like, constantly. um, And you're going to be, like, crossing things out and changing a three to a four and, like, just ripping cards up and adding new cards. Yeah, just
3: get, like, card sleeves with a card backer in there of whatever your favorite Mm -hmm. game about Wizards might be. And then just write some stuff on paper and slide it it. in. It's codenames, actually. It is codenames. Yeah,
0: Just real quick show of hands. Uh, Who here has ever made a prototype for a game? Yeah. And then just... Hands down. How many of you have made a prototype and then before you actually played it realized there was something wrong and had to make a new one? <laughs> yes. There are more than half of the hands up. So just use note cards, use pens, you have pencil. And then whatever. and
1: then and then when you add in the people that also like who here made a prototype and you didn't notice until you played it, but the first playtest you were like, Wow This oh no. is so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> was I doing?
2: Uh, on the other angle, there's, there's also, you could play test it and find out that one small mechanic that you had is actually the core and that one of the most hard, amazing yeah. parts of it, and you can completely shift the pitch of what the game is by physically going down the well of playing it with friends and just experimenting. <laughs> uh, I've been doing that a bunch recently with the game we're working on, and it has, the game's completely flipped. It's gone 180, and it's amazing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you, man. We appreciate your question. Alright, go to your man, we'll answer as many as you want.
1: how important are characters and stories to game development, what for and uh what sort of jobs are in the industry for that
2: sort of thing? You
1: mean like narrative creating, like world building? Uh yeah. So it's really dependent on what it is that you're trying to do, right? So I think that as designers and people that are you know, content creators, we like to uh, have somewhat, whether it's real world or fantasy world, when you have some sort of theming that gives you sort of a narrative framework on which to hang the mechanics. So like uh, if I'm like oh we're a bunch of spice traders like you're like okay I kind of get what's going to go on here you know rather than like well this four turns into a two and this two turns into a six right like so when you have kind of like a little bit of a story to make your mechanics work better um, that's that's really useful um, as far as building a whole fiction and creating this whole thing that is a completely different sort of side of what it is that you're trying to do so your game could mechanically be a giant pile of shit but you have a really cool fiction or you have like a really cool or you have like a really cool mechanic and like a shitty fiction um publishing by and large is more interested in what it is you're doing mechanically i think mostly um a lot of publishers are a lot more comfortable or a lot happier to deal with theming issues or potentially completely retheme yeah.
3: it anytime people show me prototypes one of the first thing i ask them is would you be comfortable if we changed yeah. your theme Without even knowing what their theme is Could before they me code names. <laughs> Just if you're not comfortable changing the theme, um, you need to be open to that stuff. And sometimes theme is very important, and sometimes it's not. So I need to know if, if that's okay. Yeah,
0: I will say real quick from a design standpoint: um, Are you a game designer? Or are you are, are you a writer?
3: Uh, well, I'm mean, uh, the
0: writer for our game that we're making. Great. Nice. Um, I will say from a design design standpoint. Um, If you're making a game that is simple, or a game that uses mechanisms that are fairly common, um, coming up with an original theme can often lead you to design choices that differentiate your game. Whereas if you're trying to design from mechanisms, you may find it difficult to discover new and interesting things you can do. Oftentimes when I come up with the things that I think are the most innovative about my designs, it's because I was thinking about how to represent something happening within my world, right? Like I got a bird that shoots rockets that have fire on them, how do I show that? And I'm like, damn, fiery dice! right? Like, I wouldn't have thought of fiery dice on my own. I'm an idiot. Um, but then you get there and you're like, ah, cool. What's made a game about man buns? What'd that be like? Right? Done. Done. Put some man buns on a die. We're going to, we're going to design that later. Uh, Thank you so much for your question. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. So just to uh, be more professional-ish about this, we're going to try to limit answers to like shorter because there's a big long line of people. Are we, are we,
0: are we, are we we the problem with that or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: I just told... I, Stop I, I talking. Okay, you are good. Stop Next talking. question, please. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Uh, you mentioned earlier about... So, uh,
3: it's okay. You're good. Um, yeah, about people in the game, writers, artists, game designers. What about editors?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is probably a very valuable skill that more people need to hire.
3: Needs editors more than... I'm just saying more the API office. It's very on the phone. Ask
0: your game is actually <laughs> Sure. Yeah. I hear Fantasy Flight is hiring. I mean, pick up a rule book okay.
3: and read it in pride,
0: right?
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah one of, and what I've noticed especially like speaking of that kind of, one of yeah. the challenges that anybody that writes rule books, whether it's the designer or an editor or whoever, everybody consumes information and processes it in a very different way. And there are some rule books that I've read and I've understood flat out. And somebody else is like, this is trash. I have no idea what's happening here. And the vice versa has happened. So, I mean, that's definitely something that's very important. And those skills are desperately needed for any number of people. Yeah, I think that's something where your best bet is honestly to just reach out to companies and be like, hey, like
1: I'm an editor. Yeah. I have an
0: employee a the
3: game company. Great.
0: And
1: the
3: game. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and, and that's that's needed from somebody at their kitchen table designing a game all the way up to the biggest game company there is producing multi million dollar or multi unit sales or whatever. So great, thank you so
2: much. Hi, okay,
3: it's actually uh, ties into what she just asked.
2: Um,
0: if you've got a
2: sort of home development team. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a lot of you end up creating video games, or video games, I mean, or games just with our friends. Um, in a normal development team, aside from obviously the person who works in the core mechanics, uh,
0: developer, um, artist, graphic designer, what other
2: positions um, should we be thinking about sort of filling, like she said, enter. her? Um,
1: Marketing and sales.
2: Okay. Anything
0: else? Uh, logistics. I mean, so, yeah, I was going to say
1: that. like, All this shitty, boring business stuff that you right. may not be excited about. I like some of the aspects and hate the others. Right. Yeah. Um, like, but the business is the most probably like place that is probably just as if not more important than, than the product and something that most people aren't excited about so they just do a really shitty job of paying attention to and it doesn't matter how good your game is, if it's not on a fucking truck to the warehouse and then getting delivered to the people that want it, like it doesn't matter, because like, everyone will hate you because you fucked up. But they just wanna know who you are, right? Yeah.
2: <clears throat> it's also worth um, maybe, not necessarily grabbing someone else into the company for this, but picking someone that may actually be like the speaker or figurehead for the, the representative for the, the game, because when it comes down to it, when you're gonna start going to conventions and showing people and trying to pitch it, um, a lot of us usually are not the best at communicating. Um, and I know that, and we say that all the time in the industry. And if, uh, when someone comes up and they're like, you know, like Matt can talk the ear off anyone and convince them of something. If you can come and do that, or if you have someone who's best able to do that for you, um, you will be leaps and bounds. You'll be able to make connections. And you, you, need so much more. you need face a face, the, you yeah, need a yeah. face,
3: whoever that is. Yeah. They have to be able to talk to everybody and anybody and not lose it. Basically, yeah. quick, yeah. think about also like
0: what you want from your game. Like Josh, said, if you just want to like make a hundred copies of your game and move it along, you don't need that. Just somebody to do the graphic design, somebody to do the product design, which is like what is the box look like, what is the cover art, how do you get it printed, whether it's through a U- like a U.S. Uh, one-off printing company or going to China. As you think about where you want your game to go, you can do some research online. There are plenty of resources for this kind of thing, and figure out like what, what the um, the arc of like the arc of your uh, product is going to be and what you need to do. So, um, But you don't need that many people. I know plenty of game companies that are one yeah. person. right? Yeah, I people. was going to
3: say, dovetailing that, is yeah. many companies that you would think are way larger than they actually are, it's like four people. So yeah. who,
1: here, who here is familiar with Pandemic? Any yeah. of it, right? Yeah. So do you know how many people worked for Z-Man when Pandemic came out? And until Zed sold Z-Man to Philosophia? One. One fucking person. Yeah, it was just that, and it right? was Zed. And uh, Paul helped out, and then a couple other people of us got paid to do random things. Um, and it was really just Ev, and he ran one of the like most successful hobby game companies at the time. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, pandemic has exploded, and you know,
2: yeah. like that was just him yeah. at yeah. the time. I mean, my company, Gunsmith Games, is me. I just did everything from it. I, for a long time, I would you know consider myself a jack of all trades, master of none. I almost thought that I was unemployable because each skill I had wasn't at a level where I was going to do just that. But when it came down to it, I knew marketing, I knew graphic design, I had a sense of humour, um, and you know I like I, I liked to drink, and that was it. That was it. And I, I apparently just had everything inside that I needed to do it with. Alright, thank you. Uh, next question.
0: We're gonna we have to go really fast actually. <laughs> what time have, is it? We have like six minutes left. Six minutes, all right. Okay, go.
1: One minute questions. We got six-ish people left. You're
0: literally stopping us right now.
3: Stop talking, go. We have fifteen? No, we have six. She said fifteen. Game design done, you know, happy with the prototype, got a bunch of playtesting done, but you're kind of getting your mind shifted. Business. Mm-hmm. So uh, what would you recommend your first steps are? Would it be more like going crowd
2: fundraising kind of style? Or go like a pack get an exhibit kind of going, like, you know, I don't have a lot of money thrown around, but what would you recommend It's like
3: the most so, um, about this, getting the word out to the public? So I think a lot of it depends on what your again, a lot of this is driven by your final goal. Is your game just is your goal just to get the game printed and like in a box somewhere? Sure. You could probably do it on your own and figure it out. There's tons of public or tons of printing companies that can print the game for you. Um, you can obviously use one of the the major crowdfunding campaigns or just mow a bunch of lawns in the summer and save your money and print it. Whatever you want to do. Uh, but if you want to pitch it to a game company to print, that's that's an entirely different process that you would go through. So that would be you would have to go to more of the industry shows as opposed to the consumer shows. So PAX is much more a consumer show where every, all the participants get to come and interact. Uh, more of the industry shows like Toy Fair or Gamma or some of these other things you would go to as a business and then you would set up meetings to pitch your game. So if you just want to see your game in a box and like maybe at your local store or sell a few online or whatever, you can definitely handle that on your own. But if you, if you want it to go into supply nationwide or perhaps even in other countries and get more sales you probably want to approach a game company and try to pitch it that way. Not saying you can't do it on your own, but it depends on how much time you're willing to take to do that. So there, there are probably two or three main paths and you just need to figure out which one will suit what your end goal is. Well, and, and
1: beyond that too, like uh, one of the biggest things is that, uh, are you excited about shipping things to people and running marketing? Cam- no, I'm not, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like Really, like if you want to just make games, don't fucking publish it yourself, yeah. like because you're gonna not make games anymore, or you're gonna barely, you're gonna have a lot of time that you're spending not making games. Uh, especially because you're not gonna make enough money to like not have a day job of some sort doing kind of like you know the real truth is like you know you're not gonna be some Kickstarter millionaire. Um, you might be an Indiegogo millionaire because they are a much better, better balanced crowdfunding platform. <laughs>
3: So One of the the analogies I make is like, have you ever ordered pizza for yourself at your house? Like you could have just made the pizza and saved money. So that's more money in your pocket, but you didn't want to do all that work. So you lost a little bit more money, but you got the thing that you wanted. Yeah, no,
1: exactly. Like if you're thinking about self-publishing, like then just be, that's cool, but be excited about sales and marketing and logistics and dealing with printing companies and freight companies and, you know, caring about postal rates and shit like that. Like that's, that's great. but like that's, what a lot of this is, you know. There's a reason why we primarily make like bullshit, you know. That this the stuff that I publish is primarily like, you know, some cards in like a little envelope, or you know, like because I don't really care about spreadsheets for the most
0: part. All right, I love spreadsheets. Next,
1: that was totally, that was totally a minute
0: long, right? We did no. that. You you were a minute long twice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for hosting. I'm actually part of the team you have products that we're play testing.
3: One of our biggest hurdles is we're going to need an artist, and we do not have the funds to pay an artist, but there would be a promise of...
0: Pay hey, your artists. I'm paying the
3: artist, yeah. I totally agree with that. If we're looking for someone who maybe would work for free, uh, it sounds terrible.
0: Even if you can find them, don't take it. Go find clip Art, find stuff that's uh, universally used, what's the name for
2: it? Um, Creative Commons. Just copy-paste it. Or if you're at at that point, find funds. Like If you're at that point, you should go to Indiegogo and do that and budget that. If you're getting budgeting, always budget over what you would think you would need for artwork.
3: You can find a lot of artists on, I mean, DeviantArt and a lot of places that are willing to do work for a a very aggressive price. right? Right never do it for free or at least build in some kind of, build in a structure to where they will be compensated yeah. fairly for their stuff.
1: I mean that's the, that's the thing at the end of the day, it's not that you need to pay those people up front on something necessarily it's just you know, create a, a relationship where there's an equal exchange of power and that you're building on the thing that they're doing and you can't do it without them like, well then if you, make re, if, you make, if you reap rewards and make money, like, they should also get like, a fair share of that, that's, that's really um, the whole point
0: of it. Yeah, last point to that, uh, don't work with anybody who will do the work for free because you want to work with people who are confident and qualified and charge for their work. Whether or not you pay them later or pay them now, whatever your terms are, that's fine. But you wanna work with people who are professionals and will follow up and that you can hold accountable for their time. And it's incredibly difficult to do that when you're getting that work for free, right? Yes. So I mean that really matters from your standpoint, you're a much safer company. If you make good deals with people and they perform, yeah, because you,
3: you don't stuff. want your project to be held out for three pieces of free artwork.
0: Right, because your cousin Jack is like, oh, I'm going to draw a mouse today or whatever, I don't care. <laughs> like, okay. I'll
2: do that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take it, but I mean, uh,
2: Consider the advice.
0: There you go.
2: Good luck. If, hey. Uh, cool exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hat. is that? Wait, is that JR's <laughs> voice? Uh,
3: well, I've been really interested in, like, tabletop design for a long time now, and I really wanted to get into it uh, because I'm getting ready to, I'm pretty young, so I'm getting ready to get into a job. Um, But I have a a storyline. I've been writing and writing classes for a long time now, and I really want to get into this. So what would be the first steps that you would take as a
0: creator? Make a game. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, just make stuff. And it's probably suck or whatever. Creators create. Right. Yeah, but the thing is, is just
1: make stuff and keep making stuff and keep changing stuff. And if you you make something that you really love and, like, you know, you can work on it for a while, but also make other stuff. Don't just, like, don't make this baby that you can take
2: anything away from. I think the leap you need to kind of look at now is um, you need to actually figure out, all right, I'm doing this and. Like, open up that Word file, get it down, and as soon as you you reckon you've got that, then just make it, and at that point, but you can do it.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah, Real quick, um, separate yourself from your dream of doing this thing, and, I mean, leave that dream, have that, but on a day-to-day grind, like, schedule yourself two hours a day that it's opening up a Word document, typing up your game ideas, and then figuring out exactly what prototypes you need and how you build that thing. And then the next day, take that same two hours and actually cut out stuff and build it and write it down, put it on a table and test it. Make yourself do this two hours, three or four times a week, whatever it is that you need. But get that dream out of your head and start focusing on what can I do today and tomorrow to get a little closer to making a game that I want. Do that 50 times. Right, and you'll find that you're making games for a living, or a hundred times, or whatever. You'll get there, right? But it's all about day-to-day grind. That's what it is. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, man. Thank good question. Also, good luck. Thank
3: you.
0: Yeah.
2: Hi. Right. Uh, first, I'd like to say I would really love to hear more about how the other guys
3: came Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome.
0: I had I had, I had hot fudge with no cherry.
2: Yeah.
1: Great. yeah. Um, <laughs> the subject
2: of entry points
1: was touched on very briefly, mostly which is the mention of volunteering at places like
0: this one. I was
1: wondering if y'all have any suggestions for specific entry
3: points to pursue,
0: specifically for an artist trying to get. Yes, a- absolutely. Yes. Can I? Do you guys mind if I Yeah. All right, what you want to look for are not large conventions. Large conventions are a terrible place for you to go and get people's time. What you want I, to look for, what?
1: I would disagree as an artist. I think getting a booth at Gen Con in the Artist's Alley, like, I almost everyone there I know has gotten work from being there. Yeah, I mean, that's fine, but that also costs a lot of money, right?
0: Oh, well, you said don't go to, like, a big community. Yeah, I mean, like, as an artist looking to just show your portfolio to people, like, focus on local conventions that have a few hundred people in them. Uh, particularly, like game design conventions are great because you'll meet people who are doing their games currently and are looking for artists. Well,
1: bigger, bigger than that. You gotta at the big conventions, it's good. You don't have a booth, but you need to. You can call companies and set up a portfolio review, and say, "Hey, Wizards of the Coast, like I'm gonna be." Like Wizards of the Coast has like specific like dates and stuff where they do portfolio reviews like around around the country. Um, but in general, like you can call up a company. Like you could probably call Josh up and say, "Hey, I'm an artist. I'm gonna be at at PAX South." Um, you know, do you have like fifteen minutes to, 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 gosh, do a, to do a quick portfolio review? <laughs> and like, the answer is probably going to be yes. You know, like, just reach out to people and say, hey, like, you know, I'm going to be at this show. That, that's another thing is that the in-person thing is huge because um, you can be really talented and still kind of get lost in the shuffle when you're emailing stuff. But when you're like, hey, I'm at this thing. You know, give me 15 minutes. Like you're gonna get that 15 minutes. You know, like you're you're gonna be there. You're a real person. You took the initiative to do more than just send an email or whatever. Here's a link to my shit.
3: A thing like, to consider also, with, touching on that, is find out where companies are headquartered in the country, mm-hmm. and find what conventions are near them because oftentimes people from the companies will just go and walk the conventions. Right. Like Steve Jackson is not far from here, and I know for for sure that a bunch of them just go to the local shows and they'll look for artists and stuff. Just. Plain clothes. They don't have a booth. They don't have a thing. They just go. And a lot of people that I know in the industry have found talent that way. They're just at, like JR was saying, they're at a smaller show. They can, it's nearby. It's not a lot of cost for them. They're, they're You not see small. a lot of
0: stuff. Like Metatopia in New Jersey, that Matt and I go to every year, is a wonderful place to meet publishers who make incredibly popular games, who are there to just like have a couple beers and play some games and test stuff. So, yeah, small conventions are great. Big conventions can also be great. If you're doing a big convention, pre schedule your time. Don't expect yeah. to just walk up and show them stuff.
3: Yeah, cool. if you come to Gen Con and want to show me something, it's not going to happen. You need yes. to schedule it. But if I'm here and you walk by, I probably have a few minutes to give you. Yep. But even then, worst case,
1: like, just reach out beforehand and be told, like, hey, no, just swing by whenever. Yeah. Like, you know, like, Make the initiative. Like, that's the biggest thing with all this stuff is like this shit isn't going to just happen. You need to make it happen. You need to like chase after people. You need to talk to people. You need to be aggressive. Like, don't be a fucking asshole. And like, you know, mini, whatever bullshit. But like, you need to be like showing that, like, you care about this thing. Like you, you are going to work hard. You are going to, you know, you're going to put in the labor. You're going to put in the effort. If you can't bother to like come meet with me for 15 minutes, well then why the fuck am I going to hire you? Like
2: also on that note, this industry is actually probably one of the most accessible as far as the creators, the designers everyone like you're all here we're all here for the exact same reasons and we're totally accessible you can walk up and find almost anyone yeah. from any company and have a chat at some point point. Um, and if you do make the time to set up meetings they you'll probably 100% get it all right yeah thank you
3: next question how's it going James good I've asked said about public A lot of it's about physical inventory, about shipping, boxing, everything like that. But when I look at a game like yours about Echo Head that fits on literally one card, and we all have these in our pockets. What would you guys say would be the benefits of going for purely digital distribution aside from having physical inventory? any of you have any experience? I mean, it's, a, it's a completely different monster.
1: That's totally different but also what I will say is that the more you reduce friction between a person uh, being told about a thing and their ability to do that thing the better you're going to be. So if I'm like hey go download this app it's called Hey Girl Hey it's really dumb blah 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 it's fun. Like people are going to a lot less people are going to do that than when I'm like here here's this fucking thing like look at it and they're going to say what and then maybe they'll stick in their pocket and they'll look at it when they're on line for something else later but like the more you reduce friction in in whatever it is that you're doing the better you're going to do
3: and a a lot of our industry at least the industry part that we're involved in is the board game industry so the tactile and the physical uh interaction is a a key component to it Mm -hmm. uh so even his thing if it's an app i probably don't care at all I, i literally probably don't care but he gave it to me last night at the bar on the Riverwalk. and was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, like I'm going to keep this." 10%, 10% yeah,
2: right. now. Yeah, I found, that, I, I found <laughs> that game in my pocket in the morning and had no fucking clue what it does happen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, A lot
3: of what we do is about the interaction, the tactile nature of it, and the, the physical passing of the object makes us interact as opposed to, oh, open up your app
2: and do this it's, thing. It's tactile, it's real, and it's, yep. you know, you can sell it. Trying to touch people, man. Trying to touch people.
1: Cool. Last That's question. Okay. Last question. Are last we Are we
3: okay? We're closed. Yeah. yeah last question. Let's
1: fucking party. Woo. All right.
3: Oh god, he has a list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so, like you were saying earlier about volunteering and getting to the door, uh, I've been doing that for a few years.
2: I uh, just got a position as a consultant, so I'm saying that that does work if you like to work at boots. Nice
0: job, man. Congrats.
2: Global, so. um, I'm actually trained
1: yeah. as a I'm actually trained as an architect, uh, and I uh, heavily dabble with 3D and laser and architecture and stuff. Uh, what would be your guys' advice, uh, right, not be still out
2: on the gaming industry, but for some trouble attacks?
1: I mean, if you are if you are any good at sculpting, yeah. there's definitely even if it's just 3D like more basic pieces. Like you know, if, obviously you can do the real high detail work. There's there's a need for that, but also just you know making pieces that are like this is a cool unique you know city building or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there's constant need for uh, you know 3D modelers, mm-hmm. whether it's in the physical space or digitally. Yeah. Um, the, the, not, it's a huge huge thing that you and can, really it's you know, it's
3: just a subsection of the artist track oh, yeah. that we were talking yeah, about. Exactly. Like, Every game that you've seen, you know, Ticket to Ride, those, those 3D trains had to be made by somebody.
2: If you go up to someone at a convention, like a publisher, and you show them the best miniatures or any game pieces you can make and say, hey, he said you've worked, you know, you've volunteered and stuff with these people, you should you probably have a really great idea of what things they need and what they could use. Go to them and show them, like, this is the best I can. It's the same with artwork, like as we said, but with your skills, that's a, those are really, really difficult skills to come by, so you've got a huge And last thing, because we're
3: out of time now, but the last thing on that track also is whenever you open a box and there's an insert in it, somebody had to make that insert. Oops. so there's a design everything yeah. that you touch there's a designer an artist somebody that has put their hand and their touch on that so look at all components and really break it down and say oh well I'm good at 3D modeling these games could use much better inserts if you come up to me like hey I can design these sweet inserts for your games I might need that for my next production run of something so yeah in done. closing
1: like I want to say that like We've been scolding everyone to work harder and do a lot more and and do all this shit and that you know your dreams are terrible and uh, <laughs> but I want to take a minute to say like you guys are already kind of doing it like you're here you're at you're at a convention you're you're coming to seminars to learn shit like you are you're a step above like keep doing what you're doing like keep fucking hustling and uh, maybe like one of you will have a game that I like later.
3: Yeah, yeah you have
1: to work hard so you can not work
3: hard like me. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> contact you for real quick. I am Jr on Twitter. J A. A Y A H R E. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Josh cares. is given
3: something. I don't do anything online, so don't look for me don't just you like, just, look you little, got you got like, this is easy this
1: is easy right you got jr honeycutt how are you gonna forget that fucking name then you That's got codenames josh all you need to care about is codenames like easy to find you got skadras with the name that you're totally going to fucking forget but he's the australian with suddenly drunk yeah, he loves and then, gunsmith. And, <laughs> yeah. well maybe well the gunsmith you'll remember and i imagine there's not a ton of them so. and if you if you ever want to ask me
2: any questions. By all Um, means, dead down. And (laughs) no, dude.
3: (laughs) All right, if you go to something drunk, that's great. And then produce Princess, and
2: And then, you know, Mad Fantastic, our host
3: that talks a lot. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) This is my fucking panel. Fuck you guys. (laughs) you couldn't introduce yourself, be yourself. Makes
1: sense.